What's up, design family? Welcome back to another episode of Fit Design TV. So glad to have you guys back on the channel. On today's episode, we'll be looking at the do's and don'ts of starting your own niche sportswear, activewear, or athleisure brand. So before getting into the topic, what is a niche brand? When it comes to sportswear in general, this is any type of clothing that is used for sports performance activities. But within the sports performance activity realm, there are a ton of different niches that one can actually approach and one can design for. A great niche to look into can be something like sportswear that is specifically catered towards people that are interested in XYZ, insert activity XYZ. It could be horseback riding, it could be yoga, it could be something even more hyper-specific. People that are interested in sportswear, but they love anime. So you design pieces that are specifically inspired by anime characters. I'm giving you guys that as an example. But what are the do's and don'ts? If you guys are interested in giving yourself the leg up in creating the niche sportswear brand of your dreams, well, watch this episode. You're about to find out. What's up, design family? And welcome to Fit Design TV. So glad to have you here. On this channel, we discuss all things sports, fashion, graphic design, manufacturing, and technology. We'll discuss key topics, answer pressing questions, and provide actionable steps on starting your own product line. If you're interested in any of the above topics, stick around. You're in for a good one. We'll start off with the do's. Number one is going to be do the research. You're charting and you're trekking into unknown territory. So you need to do the research to actually find out if this market segment is even worth tapping into. Yes, it may be an interesting segment that interests you specifically, but if you only have a market of 100 people, right? There's only 100 people that might actually like this type of product, then there really is no commercial or commercially viable reason to get into the industry. Also, if you're trying to chart unknown territory, you need to do the research beforehand to actually create the product that is going to satisfy that niche. A great example of this is going to be, let's just say you're trying to create eco-friendly, BPA-free leggings, right? Right, that's a huge trend right now, trying to find out how to create leggings that have zero traces of BPA chemicals. This is almost impossible because most nylon and polyester blends are going to be made out of petroleum-based products, which will have some form of BPA. But if you want to get into this category, then you need to do the research, contact suppliers, contact mills, really find out what it takes to achieve and to fill this need. So do the research beforehand, and you're going to have to do the work to actually find what others haven't looked for or haven't been able to find before. Next up, prepare for rejection. Again, you're charting unknown territory here, so not everyone is going to accept or is going to see your vision. Even you might want to go to big retailers or wholesalers to actually distribute your product. And you might notice that they have zero interest in buying what you're actually selling. They might not be able to see what you see, so they're going to reject you. They're going to tell you that this category is not going to work or the customer is not going to respond well to this. So if you've done your research from step one, and then you're going to be able to trailblaze. You're going to be able to put that rejection aside and actually stay true to your ethics and your values and move forward with the operation. This is why as a niche sportswear brand, you have the advantage of selling directly to the customer through your website. Use that to your advantage. Trying to go down the traditional route as a niche brand is honestly going to be a hit or miss. Yes, you might find the odd retailer that sees your vision, but you might not. So 
always consider going straight to customer and use that as your primary moving advantage to distribute your products. Next up, do use influencers that actually are able to allow you to cultivate a community of like-minded individuals that are going to specifically be interested in terms of what your niche has to offer. Let's use that example from the first point that I made where let's just say you're creating a sports or brand that is inspired by anime, right? There's characters and you're using those, sorry, those sorts of characters to create your clothing. You might want to approach influencers that are within that space and have a fitness background to them. So you're blending in the fitness aspect and the anime aspect. And what that's going to allow you to do is actually tap into your customer base or the right type of customer base that is interested in both sort of crossing points of the brand category that you're in. They're interested in anime and at the same time, they're interested in health and wellness. And believe it or not, people don't only have one interest. People are rarely one dimensional or two dimensional. They're varied individuals with a ton of different types of hobbies and interests. And finding hobbies and interests that complement each other is going to allow you to create a market segment that's extremely lucrative and has a lot of potential to it. Now let's look at the don'ts of starting a niche sports or brand. The first don't that I need to mention is don't rely on traditional marketing methods. Just because market or let's just say method XYZ work for brand BYC, this does not necessarily mean that those specific marketing methods are going to work within your niche. Let's use the BPA free feminine focused leggings as an example. It might not make sense to market those specific types of products in scenarios where a lack of concern for the environment is very, very clear. There's a dissonance between your shoot and the message you're projecting. So just because certain methods are going to achieve results for other brands, this does not mean that they're going to achieve the same results for your specific brand, especially if you're operating within a hyper-specific niche. You need to find out and target what works specifically for you. The next don't is going to be do not diverge from your core values. If you're a sports or brand that is all about sustainability and giving back to the environment and creating garments that have a minimal to no impact on the earth that we live in, following short-term opportunities that are going to allow you to reduce your costs but are going to be harmful to the environment may not be the right approach. And most certainly it is not the right approach. If you don't stand true to your values, people cannot take them seriously. If you do not draw the line in the sand and know what you're willing to put up with and what you're not willing to put up with as a brand and uphold those values and those ethics and stay true to them time and time again, this is not going to bode well with your customers. There's going to be a dissonance between who you say you are and who you truly are. And people are going to pick up on that, whether it's in life or in business, you need to stay true to what you say you're going to do and do it consistently. So always look for the long-term, never look for the short-term gain. Yes, something may be beneficial in the short-term, a business partnership might be beneficial in the short-term, cutting costs in production XYZ might be beneficial in the short-term, but if it does not stay true to your ethics, then do not uphold it. Last but not least, do not be afraid to make people a little bit uncomfortable. In general, humans generally find discomfort in the things that are foreign or different to them. Whether it's a new product or a new way of advertising or a new way of doing things, people are always going to shun or be wary of what they have not been exposed to before. So you will face a degree of friction when it comes to implementing new ideas. Just think about all the major tech brands in the industry that have slowly but surely implemented massive changes in their hardware and their software over the years. In hindsight, we look back at this and say, this was a positive change, but at the time, we might not have felt that this was the case. The same is going to be true in fashion. 
Be ready, be prepared for pushback from your customers. Sure, you need to be conscious. Is this pushback warranted or are people just not ready and they need to warm up to this idea? It's up to you as a business owner to make the difference and make the discretion between which is which. Well, guys, that is it. That is a wrap on this episode. That's been my do's and don'ts of building your own niche sportswear brand. Let me know which of these comments or which of these points you guys resonate with the most. And let me know in the comments below what types of episodes you want to see in future Fit Design TV episodes. Also, check the link in the description. I get this question a lot, but I do hold one-on-one consultation calls privately with clients. And if you're looking to start your own niche sports or brand and want to run the idea by me and see how you can help to improve this idea and how you can actually implement it in a more effective way, well, check the link in the description and we can hop on that call. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Fit Design TV. Until next week's episode, stay awesome.